Hi, you're listening to Create English on Ripollet Radio from Ripollet. And it's 2018, it's the March edition. Today we're going to do some grammar and a story. So I've got a list here in front of me with mistakes that students have made in the past in class and I'm going to pick out the ones that I think are more popular. Uh, let's begin. What do you do this morning? Well, this morning is now, which means what do you do is not the appropriate way to ask because when you use what do you do, you're referring to routine or regular action. And this morning is not that because it's just now. So, uh, you could say what do you do in the mornings, you know, usually, which would be fine. But this morning should be what are you doing this morning? You would use the continuous form in order to express that you're referring to the present moment or a short period in the present. And that short period of time can also be just ahead of you. If it's nine o'clock in the morning now, and if you're saying, what are you doing this morning, then you would be referring to the coming three hours left of the morning. In English, usually, noon is at 12 o'clock, uh, and so midday is at 12 o'clock, and that is uh, everything before 12 o'clock is the morning, and after 12 o'clock is you start the afternoon. And... Um, And that's different here in Spain because uh, you could say good morning up to up till maybe one o'clock or even 1.30. But midday is when you eat lunch and it's not so much tied to the hour, in my experience at least, here in the Barcelona area. Next thing, people is very nice. Now, this is a classic. Everybody makes this mistake at least once. Well, maybe not everybody, but most of my students have used this form. And I tell them, people are, because that's the way you're supposed to use it in English. And um, so you just look at expressions that uh, have people in them and then uh, observe. It's are, it's are, it's always plural. Right, next one. Walking. Ah, oh, this is a pronunciation issue. Walking. Don't say that little. You don't need to. Walking. Walking. Similar ones. Talking. No. Ugh. Pronounced in it. It's written, yes. You write the L. The consonant is there, but not pronounced. I recommend you to visit Barcelona. Or I recommend you to visit the Parguel or whatever in Barcelona. Um, yeah, you can visit it. I think it's a good idea if you visit it. It's a nice place. So I recommend it. I don't recommend you. I can't recommend you. Maybe I could recommend you for a job position. If I think you are a good professional. But we're not talking about that here. We are talking about... You know, a popular 
sightseeing destination. And so if I think it's worth visiting something, I would say I recommend visiting this or that place. In our example, I recommend visiting the Park Well, or I recommend visiting the Park the Ciudadela, or I recommend visiting whatever museum, etc. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Well, it's not interesting, it's interesting. Another classic mistake, you know, that um, I have heard, well, a couple of hundred times, probably, <laughs> over the past more than 10 years teaching here. But anyway, um, of course, I'm just joking. But uh, but a lot of students pronounce that um, that way. And it's just interesting. Interesting. Not interesting. Trousers? This trousers? No. These trousers should be plural. These, not this. Or, I had this jean. I had this jean? No, jeans. Right? We're referring to the clothing, yeah? I had these jeans. Or, I had this pair of jeans. You know, clothes that have two parts are supposed to be plural. Jeans, socks, gloves. I don't like the street markets. Me too. Okay, uh, if you say you don't like the street markets and someone else feels the same way, they can't say me too, because me too would be confirmation of a positive affirmation. Now, if that sounds too technical, let's look at the example. I don't like street markets. Me neither. I like street markets. Me too. You know, positive, positive. Negative, negative confirmation. Me neither. I like it. Me too. I don't like it. Me neither. Phil Collins, True Colors. And the True Colors, my interpretation, you know, your true character, your true personality. But what do you think about the song? What do you make out of it as for meaning? Show 
Yeah, so uh, it's time to move on after this song of Phil Collins. English, create. create English on Ripollet Radio with Gabor. two eyes three eyes here's a story in two parts because it's uh, pretty long it's a fairy tale this is a story about a woman who had three daughters the oldest one was called one eye because she had only one eye in the middle of her forehead the second one had two eyes you know just like any other person And her name was Two Eyes. And then the youngest one had three eyes. And so uh, she had her two eyes in you know, the place where people have their eyes. Plus one in the middle of her forehead. That's why she was called Three Eyes. Now, um, Two Eyes had a little, little hard time in the family. Well, with the mother and the sisters... 
because she only had two eyes and she was like any other person, you know, she had nothing different about her. At least that's what the mother thought, so she wasn't really welcome at home, not really uh, liked, you know, in the family. And she was always like pushed aside and, you know, excluded. They didn't give her food, enough food to eat. They treated her bad because she only had two eyes. And then um, once she went out into the fields to take care of the animals, uh, goats, sheep. And of course she was hungry because she didn't have enough food at home. So she was quite she became quite desperate and sad and and she sat down and started weeping one day. And then a little creature appeared in front of her and um, you know, this was an old woman, like a magic woman. And um, she just asked her, you know, why are you weeping? What's what's the problem? And she says, she said, well, I just, I'm really, really sad because my, I only have two eyes, you know, and uh, I'm just like any other person. And my mother and my sisters, they just don't like me. They push me around, they push me about, they, you know, they throw my clothes all over the place. I can only have uh, ragged clothes and and um, just uh, the leftover food. And um, I'm really, really hungry. And so the old woman said, don't worry, two eyes, I have something here for you. And all you need to do is, here's your goat, and you've got to tell your goat a little magic phrase. And uh, every time you say that, you will have a table full of food all for you to eat. You can eat as much as you want, as much as you need to. So actually, that's what she did. You know, the old woman disappeared and then she was left with the goat. She just recited this magic phrase and then there it was. She had a table full of food. And so um, days were passing and she was uh, getting on. Well, you know, she wasn't hungry. She was happy. And, um, well, at home, things weren't really different. I mean, um, the family, the mother and the sisters didn't really care about her. But there was one thing, the sisters discovered that, you know, she was just leaving the food there. The little breakfast that she had, she didn't touch it. And the little dinner she had, she didn't touch it. So, um, again, off she went in the morning with the goat and then returned happily. And so the sisters were like, Mother, this is very strange. I mean, two eyes doesn't eat her food. Still, she's like energetic and she's happy and she's radiant. So know what's going on? And um, so they set out to find out the truth. And the mother said, hmm, okay, now you, one eye, you go out and find out what's, what's going on here. And so, uh, well, one eye and two eyes went out together. And then um, two eyes, I think she kind of knew what they were uh, about to do, you know, and um, and what her sister was going for with her. And so two eyes led her sister this way and that way. They were doing some extra miles of walk. 
And this way, the one-eyed sister just got too tired and she fell asleep. And she couldn't observe what two eyes did to have food. And so when one eye fell asleep, two eyes just, you know, recited her magic phrase to the goat and then the table appeared with food and that was it. So they went back home and uh, one eye just said, you know, mom, I have no idea. I didn't see anything. So the mother said, okay, now, three eyes, you must go in the field with your sister and find out where she gets the food from. And um, so that's what they did. And so two eyes did the same. You know, they walked some extra miles in order to get to the to the field where the animals grazed. And they sat down and the sister fell asleep. But only two of her eyes were really sleeping and she was keeping the one eye open. And so she could observe how her sister, two eyes, got her food. And... Um, when the mother found out, she was very angry, you know, she said, Oh, you think you can get better food than we do? Now you're gonna get your, yeah, your reward. And so she took out a knife and killed the goat. And, of course, Two Eyes was devastated and she was, again, very depressed. And, you know, what, what could she do now? I mean, you know, the goat was dead and that was her source of food and, um, well... Survival, basically. Well, let's take a break and continue with the story after some music. Phil Collins. Let's continue the story where we left off. Two eyes sat down crying and the old woman appeared in the field and she told her the whole story. And she said, okay, don't worry. You just go back home and tell your mother if you can have the guts of the goat, just the insides, you know. So that's what she did. She went home and she told the mother, you know, mother, could I have the guts of the goat, you know, and then... Everybody laughed at her and said, you know, if that's what you want, here you are, take the insides. And then uh, she took the insides and then uh, um, she buried the guts in, well, in the garden outside the house door. And um, actually, that's what the wise woman had told her to do. So she buried the insides and the next morning when everybody woke up, there was um, like a wonderful tree in front of the house. 
with silver leaves and golden apples and all that kind of thing, you know, hanging from the tree. And then it was really, really like precious and beautiful. And then, of course, um, nobody knew, you know, how the how the tree got there, except two eyes. So the mother told One Eye, "Come on, One Eye, get up the tree and just catch, you know, catch a branch and just pluck one of the apples, the golden apples." But uh, when One Eye climbed up the tree, somehow the apples kind of moved out of her way. She was unable to catch them. She just couldn't reach any of them. So then the mother said, come on, three eyes, you go up the tree and see what you can do. Maybe with your three eyes, you can see better and, you know, you can get those apples. So um, three eyes went up the tree and uh, but she had no more luck than her sister. You know, in spite of all her efforts, she could not reach the branches nor the fruit because... Um, you know, they just um, slipped out of her hand or out of her way. And then the mother became impatient and finally she climbed up the tree but had no more luck. And, um, you know, it just became air. Whatever she wanted to grab just became air. And then two eyes said, you know, could I try maybe? And then, you know, everybody laughed and said, you, I mean, you've got two eyes. What do you want? But nevertheless, two eyes climbed up the tree and magically the golden apples didn't fly away and you know when she touched them they just kind of laid themselves in her hand in her palm so she just plucked them one by one and took all the apples down and then uh, well the mother said you know just give these apples to your sisters because uh, you can't really take care of them and uh, of course this was just out of jealousy the mother was really really angry even angrier than before that was seeing that two eyes was the only one who could have access to the apples and then um, suddenly you know a young knight was riding by on a horse and then uh, well they they just uh, told two eyes to hide away because it would be a shame for the young man to see such an ordinary girl and so well two eyes had to hide away in order not to be seen by the this knight. And then the knight came by and uh, he was a handsome man. And then he stopped and looked with, you know, it was like uh, awed by the beautiful tree and the silver leaves and the golden fruit and said, who does this tree belong to? And, you know, the sister said, oh, this tree is ours. And let's just uh, break a branch off the tree for you. Um, so they tried hard to grab a branch and break it, but it didn't work. And so the the knight said, hmm, this is very strange. If this is your tree, your tree, this tree belongs to you. Still, you can't really handle the tree. You know, the branches escape from your hands. How is this possible? I don't believe this is your tree. And then uh, while this was happening, well, two golden apples rolled out accidentally from... Uh, um, the apron of two eyes and so they were just rolling on the ground and stopped in front of the the knight and when he saw them he asked where do these apples come from the um, two sisters said well you know we have another sister but don't bother because she 
She's just、uh, an ordinary girl with two eyes, you know. I mean, nothing special about her. But, you know, the knight became very curious and said, you know, call out the, your little sister. I want to see her. And so, well, they had to call two eyes out. Then the knight said, you know, two eyes, can you break off a branch for me? She said, oh, yes, I can. This tree belongs to me. And she climbed up without any trouble. She broke off a branch. And so, with the silver leaves and the golden apples, and gave it to the knight. And he said, Well, little two eyes, what do you want in exchange for this branch? And she answered, Well, you know, I'm hungry and thirsty, and I have no clothes to wear because my sisters and my mother don't give me enough. So get me out of here. I don't want to be here. I want to be happy somewhere else. So the knights then took little two eyes and And they rode home to the father's castle, and then she got beautiful clothes and enough food to, to eat and enough to drink, whatever she wanted. And so, well, she grew up there, and later they fell in love and they got married. And the two sisters were really happy. They said, Okay, well, she went away, she took a branch, that's okay, but we've got the tree. But what happens is that、uh, the tree disappeared. Actually, next day it wasn't there. Because it, it had followed two eyes. So when two eyes woke up in the morning in the castle, actually the tree was there in the garden of the castle. And two eyes was living happily in the castle and、um, lived in great happiness. But then,、um, yeah, she hadn't heard anything of her sisters until one day two poor women, old looking poor women, came by and they were just begging. They were beggars. And then,、uh, well, she recognized her two sisters. In these two women who had become so poor that、uh, they had to go banging from door to door. And、uh, well, she was a good sister, so she promised to take care of them and she took them in. She gave them all they wanted, so it's a happy end. And of course, the sisters repented、um, what they had done when they were young and they lived happily ever after. So, this is our fairy tale for today with its symbology and its meaning. And、um, how do you interpret it? What do the eyes mean? You know, one eye, two eyes, three eyes. What do they represent? What do the apples represent? The tree?、Um, what does the, the knight represent? What does the mother represent? Yeah, interesting to look at fairy tales and traditional stories and how they transmit. Things about life, how they portray life through their symbology. Okay, we're getting kind of close to the end of the program, and、uh, just a learning tip for you. If you like it, take it. If not, forget. But,、uh, you know, I ask my students here, you know, do you play instruments? And most of them don't. But those who do, And to do it on a regular basis, or they maybe、um, actually play in a band or so. That's kind, of, that's kind of analogous to the way of learning a language. So it's much more than just going to your language class or lesson and then doing your homework, and that's it. 
you know, I mean, you can do your scales, you can do your guitar lesson, but if you don't play songs, if you don't play in a band, or if you don't play uh, in f- for an audience, then, you know, then you're not really using music for communication. So, same stuff with English, you know. If you just go to your class and do the homework and do some tests and you think you can learn that way, well, think about it. Okay, this was Create English on Ribayat Radio. In March 2018. Talk to you next time. Have fun. Bye now. <laughs>